Hey, Song Surfers, John here. Before we get into the episode, I want to give you a quick heads up that parts of the audio were affected by audio gremlins. I tried editing out some of the crackle and noise that you're going to hear, um, and it's really uh, worse in the beginning, and it gets better as it goes on. So I appreciate you listening. Hope you can uh, listen past that. I think Lois has a lot of interesting things to say, and I love her music. I like the music she selected, uh, and it would be a shame if uh, if I wasn't able to release the episode. So I'm hoping that you uh, you stay with me till till the, the sound quality improves a little bit. So without further ado, here is my interview with Lois Berg. Hey, Song Surfers, welcome to Song Surfing. It's your friend, John. Song Surfing is a bi-weekly playlist of independent music pulled from the far reaches of the internet. Song Surfing's part of the Live from the Lincoln Lodge podcast network. Visit thelincolnlodge.com to explore the other shows on the network and to learn more about the venue that's home to the nation's longest-running independent comedy showcase. On this edition of Song Surfing with Friends, I'll be joined by Lois Berg, singer-songwriter and author based in Nashville, Tennessee. From Lois's bio... A wild child from the get-go, she followed her instincts down a number of crooked paths, musical and otherwise. Sometimes these paths led her astray. She ended up in jail and homeless for eight months. She has worked hard since then, and her future looks bright. Lois's song, Angels Along the Way, was featured on episode 10 of Song Surfing, so Song Surfers, if you missed that, go check it out. Lois also wrote a book called Well-Behaved Cowgirls, a musical memoir, which is available on Amazon. Each chapter begins with lyrics to a song, then the chapter tells a story behind the song. It is a true depiction of Lois's early recovery from drugs and alcohol and dysfunction, and how she went from a battered women's shelter to a prestigious business school, Belmont University in Nashville. Hi, Lois. Welcome to Song Surfing. Hey, John. Grateful to be here. So I'm really, really impressed that you wrote a book. <laughs> we'll have to get into that a, a little bit um, later. I got some some things I'd like to know about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get into that, can you tell us just how you got got going in music? Um, how did it all start? Well, uh, it's kind of well, it's a family thing. Um, really, my old, uh, earliest childhood. Um, memories are singing uh you are my sunshine into a microphone with uh, my aunt sudi my aunt clara and my aunt colita uh singing um on a bunkhouse porch uh just lined with amplifiers to a crowd of uh my people at one of our wingding house parties in harlan county kentucky so it's kind of my kind of like that part of my bone marrow structure like beans and cornbread um my mom was a songwriter, my sister's a songwriter, and my Aunt Sudie made her living in Nashville in studios, playing and singing. So it's really just a family thing, and um, I'm just one of them. So it's the family business in a way. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us about your book? Uh, absolutely. Um, so when I was living at the Brooks House Homeless Shelter, um, there was a woman there who owns it. Her name is Miss Liz Reese, and uh, she actually wrote the letter of recommendation uh, to help me get into Belmont, um, uh, Mike Kerb's uh, Music Business School. Um, and my professors, Dan Keene and David 
Maddox suggested I write the book and turn it into a movie. And I can hear smart people. So, you know, that's what I did. And it starts in Harlan County, Kentucky with my mom. And it has a lot of darkness in it, but it's also tempered with my twisted sense of humor. So, which is really how I write in general. Um, I also had a life coach who helped me. And um, me and her, we worked on the reason for writing it in the first place, which is, you know, to give other women hope. Uh, so while at Belmont, like me and my fellow students, we were able to bring the Brooks House Homeless Shelter to Belmont and have a fundraiser for them two uh, years in a row. So that's also part of the story. <laughs> wow. So it was a real opportunity for you to give back as well. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I'm wondering how just going through um, the process of writing the book, if you feel like that um, evolved your songwriting approach. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I got a lot of songs from it. I wrote a song for Miss Liz Reese. It's called Mama. Um, and uh, that's on my digital album I released this year. A lot of the artists that I've interviewed have a personal connection to their music. And it you know, obviously sounds that you do, too. And I'm wondering when you're at a point where you're or if you're performing these now or when you're at a point of performing the songs, is that going to be something where you can separate yourself from the the backstory or would you want to it seems like reliving uh some of those experiences might be might be kind of rough on the psyche i don't know what are your thoughts on that oh oh no i mean i've i've been in therapy for like two uh, i went to therapy for like two and a half years for the uh, ptsd um so uh it's kind of like uh now anytime i can sing a song it's just you know, a therapeutic kind of thing. It just doesn't really affect me much anymore. Uh, but it's really nice uh, when I have uh, other people that relate to it, you know, and I do. I have people who are like, well, now I'm a mama. I understand that song, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's an important piece of the puzzle, right? The the effect that it has on the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Um, so how did you pick out the music that we're going to be playing for the song surfers? Oh, awesome. These are friends of mine and, uh, they're all like super talented. Uh, actually I have played with Mr. Uh, Christopher Floyd from the mighty train wrecks for 10 years. Um, and then I have known both David and Melissa, uh, for over five years. And so their music is, uh, diverse and professional and, you know, they're close friends of mine. So that's how I picked out the music. All right. So you wanted to spotlight some, some of the, your talented friends. Absolutely. So first up, we'll be listening to David Gideon's song, Drifter, from the EP Drifter. Drifter was recorded at the home of well-known session musician Dave Rowe Rorick, who notably played with Johnny Cash, Jerry Reed, Chet Atkins, and many more. David Gideon's full-length album will be out late summer, early fall, so that's something we should all keep an eye on. Um, that's early, late summer, early fall 2021. So, Lois, what can you tell us about this song? What res resonates with you? Well, uh, David, he is just this, um, he's a tall drink of water, and <laughs> he is so cute, y'all. Um, and his lyrics are fun in this uh, song, and um, 
he's pretty much just my little tumbleweed. So he just kind of rolled through Nashville. So, I mean, the song Drifter, you know, it's, uh, it's got some of the very best studio musicians in Nashville on the track. It's one of those kind of songs that once you hear it, you have to hear it again. Excellent. All right. So this is Drifter by David Gideon to start the first block of music. Women weed and whisper those three words tell the story of my life. Cause I never seem to get enough, and that's why I spend. Songs and a guitar to poster saying I'm passing through your town. And if I play well, then I just may find a place to stay and meet back around. I'm a drifter, baby. i 
September And we was holding each other At the Roan County Fair You know I was such a fool And I'm sinking like a stone Oh darling To you I'm coming home Roll me on over like a freight train coming Train coming down the Mississippi Rail The engine's humming like a guitar strumming A guitar strumming, that's J.J. Kale And that's how love supposed to be me like a mountain stream you know it did your melody you know it speaks to me let the gospel cry sing you know i was such a fool and now i'm rising to the light oh baby hold on tight i'm coming home tonight yes i am so roll me on over like a freight train coming Train coming down the Mississippi Rail. The engine's humming like a guitar strumming. A guitar strumming, that's JJ Kale. And that's how love supposed to be. So roll me on over like a freight train coming. A freight train coming down the Mississippi Rail. The engine's humming like a guitar strumming. Guitar strum, you know it's JJ Kale, and that's how love supposed to be, and that's how love supposed to be, and that's how love.
I'm stuck here in New York City And I'm so alone I don't know why I don't know what come over me To leave you Standing there At the wrong county fair So I made a decision I'm calling you
Hey friends, John here. Is one of your New Year's resolutions to start a podcast? Well, you should. I can tell you it's fun. It's really rewarding. I can also tell you, though, that even a seemingly simple podcast can have so much behind the scenes that goes into it. But thankfully, there's Captivate, a podcast hosting platform that makes it easy to manage and monetize your podcast. With Captivate, you can create and distribute unlimited podcasts, get advanced analytics, monetize and promote in one simple, easy to use dashboard. Song surfing is hosted through Captivate. And what does that mean? So after I script and record an episode, I upload it to Captivate and they shoot the episode out along with the accompanying show notes and artwork to a ton of podcast players like Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, GeoSavin, Podchaser, Stitcher. All of the episodes are saved on the Captivate server too, so I don't have to worry about having a separate hosting site or creating RSS feeds, anything like that. They also provide multiple ways to share the episodes, so I haven't needed to futz around with creating smart links, and their player app for WordPress was super simple to add to songsurfingpodcast.com, and it works great. Other perks include a free website, a dynamic ads platform, and incredible customer service, like seriously incredible customer service. I think that last piece alone makes Captivate stand out from the rest. Try it out for yourself because they're running a special seven-day free trial. And be sure to click the referral link that's in the show notes. Okay, back to the music. And we're back. First in the block, we heard David Gideon with Drifter. Second was the song Annalee by the Mighty Train Rex from the album Born at Bobby's. The song is written by members Chris Freight Train Floyd and Chad Rowland, written in 2016. The Mighty Trainwrecks describe themselves as an all-original Americana jam band. All right, Lois, what do you have to say about this one? Um, well, uh, you know, Chris has got that soulful, soulful voice, and um, the song is just very well-written, and their harmonies are super tight. And uh, yeah, I'm just really proud of the group, you know, for putting putting it out there. And uh, now they're getting back out there after, uh, you know, all of our downtime. After the dark times. <laughs> after the dark time, yeah. <laughs> but they're getting right back out there and um, playing again and playing live. So yeah, they need to uh, definitely continue watching uh, for, um the mighty train wrecks because yeah they're they're our nashville soul group yeah i'm gonna be in nashville next month taking a little vacation so maybe i'll be able to catch one of their shows that would be pretty cool absolutely i think one of the things that just really before you even get into listening to the song one of the things that just really hits you about the mighty train wrecks is just how good of a band they are (laughs) i don't know that really stood out to me when i when i was listening to the a few of their songs Third in the block was Hope by Nashville demo singer Melissa Duvall from the album Inner Voice. And just a reminder, song surfers, that the playlist for the episode, as well as the artist's preferred links to purchase and stream their music, can be found on the show notes page at songsurfingpodcast.com. So be sure to check out uh, Melissa Duvall and the other artists. All right, Lois, uh, so how about this one? Oh, yeah. Melissa Duvall, y'all, she is just this beautiful woman inside and out. I mean, um, she uh, came in, I brought her in studio to sing one of my songs called La Va Boom. 
And I mean, she sang the holy moly out of that song. And um, she uh, gets paid to do what she does because she's so good at it here in Nashville, you know, which is difficult because there's so many people trying to do that. But she is just an amazing person. And I mean, Hope, uh, it's just a very small snippet of how talented she is. I mean, her voice gives you chills. Yeah, so she's a demo singer. Um, can you tell us about that? What What is a demo singer? Oh, like when you have a song and um, you want it to be uh, radio ready before you pitch it to like Miranda Lambert or, you know, one of the other, you know, top singers in Nashville, you definitely want it to be so polished that there's no question about it. And that's why you bring in someone like Melissa Duvall. And she was voted the number one demo singer in Nashville two years in a row. I mean, so when you listen to it, you can automatically hear one of those other top girls singing it. So a songwriter would hire a demo singer to do the vocal performance on the demo, and then they'd use that to pitch to various artists? Exactly. Like, okay. if they heard me singing it, they'd be like, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's for that certain radio sound. Exactly. <laughs> Got it. All right. Yeah, that's a that's a world that, I, you know, I've read about, but I, I have no, I guess not being around Nashville, I have no experience with, you know, my thing is playing in rock bands, <laughs> writing songs for the band, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. All right. So let's get into your music. I think the first thing that, stood out to me is your vocal performance. You have a really, uh, I think an awesome voice, really unique too. Thank you. Um, you put a lot of personality into your performances. I think every song has something that you can uh, remember when you're done listening to it, even after just one listen. Uh, and you, you come across, I think, as a storyteller because of, you know, almost like the, the character acting that you do uh, with your singing. Is that something that you have worked on or does that come naturally? Where does that come from? Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, it is just some natural thing that I do. I just don't really pay much attention to it, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, I have no clue. I've never had any professional, uh, vocal coaching or anything. I just write and I sing. I mean, it's that simple. Wow. Okay. Um, so your lyrics, and I should have written down <laughs> some examples, uh, I'm kicking myself for that, but your lyrics seem to bounce between these really poetic lines, you know, metaphors and similes, and then just a line that's really direct. And I think that, that those direct lines really hit even harder because of the, um, I guess for a lack of a better way of putting it, like the flowery line before it. Well, the flowery isn't really the right way to say it, but the poetic line before it. Can you tell us a bit about how you go about writing a lyric to a song? Absolutely. Let's see. So what I what I like to do is I like to uh, paint a really good picture. Um, you know, so something that people can visualize. And then I like to kind of turn it around and um, uh, tackle it uh, from a different uh, way. So I like a sense of humor 
in it. So I love it when people get the di- deeper meaning, but I also lo- love it when people get my sense of humor. Do you do a lot of revisions or do you feel like the lyrics just come out pretty quickly? Yeah, they do come out pretty quickly. Um, but um, for instance, right now I'm writing or, or working with um, my s- older sister and um, we're rewriting Va Va Voom. Uh, at least the chorus to it, um, because, uh, you know, she she is determined that it's a hit song. So we're rewriting it so that we can get it on, you know, get it to people who will listen to it. So, yeah, I mean, rewrites do happen, especially when you're co-writing with someone, you know, and they have a different uh, outlook on the song. So, So tell us about Crazy Angel. Oh, okay. Crazy Angel. Uh, let's see. I wrote this about my mom. Uh, she passed away when I was in high school. So um, this is just a, a fun, you know, little observation of what I think she's at. I think she's raising hell in heaven, you know. <laughs> and uh, I have uh, Christopher Floyd uh, playing with me on harmonica and also doing harmonies and then I also have Charles Lackey playing banjo and doing harmonic or doing harmonies on it and uh, it's just me and um, on guitar and uh, lead vocals and we're just sitting around a microphone and we're singing it so yeah we did it over at the uh, Fry Pharmacy in Old Hickory Tennessee. So is that a working pharmacy or is that a pharmacy turned recording studio (laughs) (laughs) educate me it it is a uh, working studio and um yeah so uh it's a over in old hickory tennessee so yeah we did you know we did uh get a a whole day of uh time over there at the fry pharmacy and um we ended up with, I think, five songs on the, a CD called uh, uh, Lois Berg and the Americana Gypsies. Okay. And you said that was with Christopher Floyd. And Chris Floyd is from the Mighty Train Wrecks. That's right. And who, who did you say played banjo? His name is Charles Lackey. Now, I recognize the name. Was he on your Lois Berg EP? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I played player. with him for a long time. Like another I mean, 10 years, me and Charles and Christopher, we play, played together for 10 years. Lois, thanks for being on Song Surfing. It was really interesting hearing about um, your different projects and experiences. Thank and you. Where can people find your music? Oh, I mean, all they, all they have to do, I mean, if they have, uh, you know, a smartphone, they can go on to um, google.com and they can pretty much just Google Lois Berg, L-O-I-S-B-E-R-G. I mean, they will find my stuff because it's out there. It's on 150 different platforms. Oh, and my. then they can also go on to my band camp, which is Lois Berg, the number one bandcamp.com and they can purchase the album there or they can also purchase the um book so i just i have the book on there as well so they can um invest in my creativity and that would be much appreciated
Thanks for listening to Song Surfing. If you'd like to reach out with any comments or suggestions, you can email me at songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. I'd also love to hear about any artists or bands that you'd like to hear on a future episode of Song Surfing. If you want to submit your music for consideration for a future episode of Song Surfing, there's a forum on the website, songsurfingpodcast.com. If you missed it, I was on Pete John's YouTube show studio live today. We talked about podcasting. I told Pete about an embarrassing moment. Yikes. And I went through my tips from editing hell that I put together after working on my upcoming EP. There's a link for that in the show notes. And I know some of our new listeners came to song surfing from Pete John's show. So, hey, what's up? Thanks for listening. The opening theme of the show is Living in a Fishbowl by Josh Ween. You can find Josh's music on Bandcamp. Search Ween Solo, W-I-E-N-S-O-L-O. And the outro music that you're hearing right now is Little Pills by Patrick Moonbird that's available on all streaming platforms. Thanks for listening to Song Surfing and see you next time.